Traders Blues for another season of Sixers basketball and other stuff. My name is Steve Lippman. I am with Dan Volpone and Emily Cannell. Emily, my first question is for you. Which former member of the Sixers universe uh, tweeted this in a in, so somebody tweeted, Des Bryant tweeted, why can't Kyrie do what's best for him? Um, this is, of course, in reference to uh, his unvaccinated status. Uh, then this person responded with this. He can and he is, bro. They just don't like it when you speak out and stand true to yourself. Called this over a year ago, but Kyrie's finally ascended spirit spiritually. And unfortunately, it's hard for those that aren't on the same frequencies to understand. Guys like you get it. Um, Emily, which former member of the Sixers universe said that? And if you need a hint, I know you can this. tell... Because oh, you know I it. saw it. Well, mm-hmm. I, do, I do, but I don't. Like, I know I saw it, but I can't pull it from the recesses of my mind right now. It's such a sad tweet. Like, he's like, he's like I love you, Des. Like, besides all of the weirdness of it, it's just sad. <laughs> I think it's sad, too, but that might be because I haven't ascended highly enough yet. So I'm not sure. Um, Emily, do you, have, do you want to venture a guess? I can tell you it is a former Sixers player. No, because I don't like to be wrong. It's a character flaw. Okay. The answer would be Jonah Bolden. That doesn't surprise me. He loves NFTs. And so does Tobias now, too. He sees this was this like sheep thing. Hey, is sheep? Tobias, what is it? Tobias, Mama, two, what is it? Two days before the season, I don't need a tweet about NFTs. For what animal like, is it, though? Tobias is like congratulating billionaires on being billionaires like literally two weeks ago. Don't need it. It's fine. I mean, not gonna lie, I wish I was a billionaire. So that would be nice. Too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't turn it down. A thousand air. Let's start there, huh? <laughs> Subscribe. Jesus. Um, Dan, hey, buddy, how are you? Facial hair looks great. Thanks, I appreciate it. I, I find that a lot of times when I have one of these questions where it's like a quiz, uh, Dan has usually seen them, and Emily at least has not publicly acknowledged them. Like the gastro Twitter, I think had responded to the Jonah thing. Um, so, but I do need to uh, uh, talk about Dan and how attractive he is whenever I get a chance. Here we go. Uh, this is the last podcast before the season starts on Wednesday. What's going to happen in this podcast? We are going to uh, talk about our final preseason thoughts. We're gonna do a season preview, talk about some predictions we have, uh, our outlook on the year, our excitement level. We will, yes, they're clamoring at home. Yes, we will reveal the official handsome rankings for the Sixers this year. Um, And we will predict the upcoming week of games. But first, Ben Simmons still on the Sixers, and he showed up to their practice today. What can we say? I'm just going to go chronologically. Um, First thing was Jake Fisher, who had a sort of behind the scenes about uh, Simmons and Doc Rivers meeting uh, with Daryl Morey there when when he... uh, something they were talking about the situation and why he's getting fined and doc said i and i quote it's in your fucking contract which i just i think is great i think it's a really fun thing um, put that on the shirt put that on the shirt, shirt so uh we can we can start here there was some question earlier this week about ben's vaccination status because it turns out he needed two different negative tests in order to practice with the Sixers, which lines up with the timeline of an unvaccinated player. Now, it's possible Ben Simmons was at home trying to think up ways we can like him less, and maybe he found one. Maybe it was, guess what? I won't even be vaccinated. I'll be one of those guys too. Love it. Um, A writer, uh, Dan, is this Dan Feldman? Is this who this is? Yeah. I don't know who who he is. Is he a real GM? Oh, maybe and I knew he, he was on like, I think he was on like NBC Sports at one point or something. I don't know. Okay, so that guy he wrote the, the wildest thing. Yeah, right. He uh, he tweeted. Dan sent me this. Uh, Simmons also has an incentive, an incentive 
not to be vaccinated while his trade request remains unfulfilled. With four seasons left on his contract, Simmons has minimal control over the situation, but being unvaccinated gives him slightly more control. Players get traded when they're more valuable to another team than their current team. If Simmons would get vaccinated if traded, i.e. less likely to contact coronavirus, which would keep him out, and spread coronavirus to teammates, and, you know, this has killed like 7 million people, by the way, uh, that's one way he'd be more valuable to another team than to Philadelphia. Simmons could also gain input into his destination by agreeing to get vaccinated for only certain teams. He'd hold particular control if he wanted to avoid the Nets, Knicks, Warriors, Lakers, or Clippers. He reportedly wants to go to California, blah, blah, blah. Dan, what's your reaction to the possibility that Ben is going to wield a potential un unvaccinated status uh, to steer his trade however it can go? Yeah, the, the, first of all, like, I think I need to point out that, like, this is not, like, reporting. This is his speculation on something Ben could Wild. do, not saying Ben is doing this. Yes. So to sit around and think up how Ben Simmons can use himself as, like, a bioweapon in the middle of a pandemic to get traded where he wants to get traded is just weird and crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, that is an insane thing to, to do, to just... Like, who does that? Like, that thought never crossed my mind. And if it did, I wouldn't have, like, put hours worth of work into writing like, a crazy thing about how he could, like, utilize this and, like, threaten to put his teammates at risk if they don't trade him where he wants to go. That's weird. And it implies that, like, it's Ben is not, like, an anti-vaxxer or he's not, like, you know, um, you know, someone who is, like, doesn't trust whatever or is like but this it would imply that like ben fully understands why you would get the vaccine <laughs> but like does not care that like he would be getting people sick and like threatening like the lives of like the people around him which i don't think anyone falls in that category that i know unbelievable of. Like, like there are like people who like aren't vaccinated for like wild reasons but I haven't heard anyone not vaccinated because they're like, you know what? I just like hate my coworkers. And it's like, right. I don't, I don't right. want to protect them. Like I know the vaccine works, but like, I just like don't like the people I'm with all the time. So why should I help them out? Like, that's just weird. That's so crazy. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Emily, as a medical professional, would you recommend this sort of behavior? What, weaponizing yourself as a bioweapon <laughs> to get traded where you want? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> um I can't I can't support this behavior. I uh think that it is reckless and dangerous and as much as we shit on Ben Simmons, I don't think that this was in Ben's mind. I have no. to say. No, no, I don't no. think <laughs> I just want to put it out there that we're talking about it and I we are not saying that we think this is what Ben Simmons is doing. This is no. definitely not what Ben Simmons is doing. <laughs> no. This this is a Dan Feldman special. Uh, right here. So yeah, we are, we are not ascribing this to Ben. We're just talking about how wild that assertion is. Um, all right. Next in the week of Ben things uh, is that Ramona Shelburne had a sort of big piece about the Sixers and Ben Simmons and how we got here. You guys have read it, right? Yes. So quick story. Dano is using my ESPN. For some reason, yeah. he couldn't get into it. And uh, he's texting me that he can't get into it. And can I copy and paste it? I don't so, have anything else to do. Unbelievable. I'm using, you're paying for the account that I use. Correct. And when it doesn't work, you're just sending me lots of screenshots. He goes, hey, 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 copy and paste it as soon as you can. It's like a 5,000 word article. Get it over here. So ESPN app doesn't let me copy and paste. But I, in the middle of a work day, mind you, I, as if I have work days, I take... 28 screenshots of the article and send it to Dan for, for the betterment <laughs> of this podcast so that he can have the balancing nuance stake he's about to have on it. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. Ramona's piece had a lot of stuff in it. Um, it had a lot of how we got here. It had background on Ben Simmons never wanting to fail and never taking jump shots. And, um, you know, he was the presumptive number one overall pick and he just like didn't want to screw that up at any cost. Um, there is some stuff in there about the family stuff that he has dealt with uh 
which i felt like was the first time that that like has really been mentioned in like a big media story i think you're right i think like that's like, been a very much like online thing that people know but it hasn't been like published in any type of piece before i feel like the fact that it's now been like to some degree settled in court probably makes the like big sites like more willing to talk about it yeah mm-hmm. definitely um which I, we certainly are not going to talk about that other than to say like that must be awful to deal with and like on a human level we of course feel compassionate about that and and to deal with that on any level public or private must be awful and uh you know all of that then uh there is probably the uh juiciest part of the piece uh is this uh and this led the article Ramona said on the morning of June 20th less than 10 hours before the Sixers were due to host the Atlanta Hawks in game seven of their second round playoff series Simmons was in limbo quote they're not letting me play he told his brother Sean Tribe and several teammates via text message quick interjection I didn't think he texted but okay we can I guess we'll follow up when he's on the pod. Simmons was being held out of the team's shoot-around, he told them, due to a possible exposure to his team's masseuse, who'd returned an inconclusive COVID-19 test. Several players were questioned about whether they'd seen her that morning, but only Simmons said that he had. He answered the question honestly without thinking of the implications, says one source close to Simmons. But according to multiple sources, Many within the team questioned whether Simmons had actually seen the masseuse or was just trying to get out of playing as he battled with the basketball version of the yips, which is a wild thing. Um, so there's, there's two ways we can, well, we can talk about the Ramona article overall, but we can also say, A, do you think this happened, that he didn't actually have a massage and that he was trying to not play in game seven at home? In, during the series where he was playing really poorly. Um, and B, which I have to credit the Ricky, Spike Eskin brought this up uh, on, a, on a podcast that I heard, that it's almost uh, irrelevant whether or not he was actually doing it. But the fact that guys on the team suspect him of doing that is like a gigantic thing, you know, that they think that he was actually trying to bail on game seven. So, uh, Emily, what do you think about the Ramona piece? Um, and uh, and what do you think about the thing with Ben possibly making an effort to bail on game seven? Um, I thought the Ramona piece was was interesting. Um, there was like a a few new things in there, but that was the biggest one for sure. A lot of it was about like other things were like about like Ben in high school and college and kind of like his demeanor there and how he played and all that kind of stuff. Basically he used to shoot seems like, and then everything fell apart. Um, but that, yeah, I kind of agree with, with the rookie take. It's like perception is reality. And so if people thought that that's what he was doing, then it doesn't really matter if that's what he actually was doing. Right. That is, seems like a wild, wild. I kind of, I don't really think that I, that just, I feel like it takes a lot of like one quick thinking to be like, they're asking me this, like, do you think they just ask or do you think they're like, she had an exposure. Did you see her? Because if they're just like, hey, did you see so-and-so? And your thought is like, maybe she had a positive test. Like, maybe I should say that I saw her so I don't have to play. Like, that seems like a lot of like of quick thinking. My but guess, I don't know what the like thing is. My guess would be that they said she had an inconclusive test. Like, who all was in contact with her? And then Ben says, I was in contact with her. Yeah. But it also doesn't the piece say like he's the only one like I I guess it says C as in like got a massage this morning. But when it says like C, it's like she was like a ghost and only Ben saw her and like (laughs) no one else even laid eyes on her. So like he just like manifested that she was there because he didn't want to play. Yeah, I I have no idea. It's crazy. That's crazy. But I don't know. I mean, he talked about being mentally out of it in the middle of that series. Um. To, you know, a lot of people were saying, like, this is, like, a, a leap. I guess I don't agree. Like, uh, he was having a terrible series. Like, he knew what was sort of at stake and the spotlight on him. Um, and I think that that would be, like, a sort of nice way to, to get out of, you know, that situation. Um, but I do think that, like, 
that was in the middle of a series last year when they were the one seed and players apparently were thinking that about him. It's like, what do you think they think about him now? Like, cause then game seven happens and then every other report has happened since then. It's like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about him being back around the team, but, uh, but it's also just like bad if that was his mindset, like you said, like it's a convenient way to get out of the series, but it's just terrible if your mindset is not like, this is a huge game seven. Like my team needs me. I'm going to step up and, and just do something. And yes. it was, I'm going to get out of this. Right. I cannot it's do the this. Opposite. I cannot help them. I'm done. Like, right. I know I don't love that. It's the opposite. Um, yeah. Dan, uh, what, what's your reaction to the Ramona stuff uh, that she put out just a few days ago? I mean, the, the first thing I also thought was like, just the fact that anyone would think that, that this is happening is I, I think like it's not just about what his teammates think of him and like the confidence they have in him but what that means about him right like it's one thing for like me to joke to you guys like oh like you know Ben probably doesn't want to play game seven because he's been playing so bad and like whatever like these are people who are around him every day who play with him who you know like not not just the fact that like you need to trust your teammates and, and believe in your teammates in a basketball game, which is part of it, but also that like clearly that he was showing something that would make at least multiple players, according to this piece, just think that that is something that is something he could do. Um, yeah. Like just to think that like, I think that's basically like the ultimate loser move to like basically you know try to try to hide your way from game seven because you're not playing well and just uh, you know completely you know leave your teammates out to dry because you don't want to play because you're having a tough series and you're you know already thinking about asking for a trade which i think he was based on some of the reporting um so whether he did it or not i think it's believable i don't want to say if he did or not because i really don't know but um i just think that the fact that the multiple people on the team think that he's capable of that probably says a lot about not just what they think of him but like his actions and what led them to believe that like it it wasn't just you know this summer or game seven that has some people thinking that like ben is not cut out for for you know stardom on on an elite team in the nba in Philadelphia, I would say, yeah. No, but but and it's not just like that's not a Philadelphia thing. Oh, that's yeah, like yeah. A, that's, that's an anywhere thing. That is a enormous red flag. And his teammates, who you know, all said the party line of "We want him back." At least a few of them thought that he was, you know, just wanted no parts of a game seven because he was playing bad and he yeah. was basically scared of that moment and scared to fail. Um, you know, I think that that's. It's super embarrassing for Ben that that would come out of his teammates' mouths and um, be circulating anywhere, uh, let alone like a major ESPN piece. I think yeah. it's embarrassing, and, and it says a lot. You know, and they also mentioned that it sort of feels like a Sixers player or some Sixers players finally playing the game of like, all right, Ben's been like leaking all of this shit to try to get him out of here, like here you go take like here Ramona like you can have this that like here's where we were actually at with him at the end of last season and and, uh again I think it's I think it's almost uh um a moot point whether or not he was actually trying to do that because the fact that his teammates uh or people around the team thought that you know meant as much as it did so anyway Ben does the ding dong ditch where he shows up at the Wells Fargo Center and he rings the doorbell and he texts Elton Brand like DoorDash he's out front got to go downstairs um <laughs> he didn't even text out brand someone actually he told somebody, someone else to somebody right right <laughs> um doc river you know uh, longtime listeners of the podcast know this but we love how doc rivers has no idea what the fuck is going on ever like the statuses of his players is the thing he knows the least about it's like don't even ask me so they asked him uh, i guess this was before the pistons game the last preseason game uh, he said, Dr. Rivers asked whether he thinks Ben Simmons came back to play basketball. 
Um, he says, I'm and assuming Jock had just talked. Jock had just talked to him. And yes, he had, had a meeting with him. Just, had just said it was a great conversation. Had yes. just said that to the media. Same press conference. He, he said it went great. Uh, Doc said, I'm assuming he's going to play, but who knows? I can't get into anyone's head. What the hell did you talk about? What did you talk about, Doc? Yes, the Mel's vacation was. It was like. I just love. That's how well, he what? reintroduced him to the team. <laughs> I just love like, no, what am I, a mind reader? How would I know if he's going to play basketball? How could it be a great conversation if you didn't find that out? What else would have been the purpose of the conversation? If not to say, Ben, are you playing? Oh, my God. Um, we're still doing this. Um, I love him. So then uh, today, which is Sunday, Ben practiced with the Sixers. Um, uh, Rivers was asked after, he said he's not sure when Simmons will return, but that his overall conditioning level is good. When he's ready, he'll play. <laughs> Meanwhile, they asked Doc about Shake Milton. He said he's nowhere near playing. He's not even close. So God knows what happened to Shake's ankle, uh, but I'm expecting him to be in the lineup on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> um, oh yeah, by the way, the, the full quote about Shake, uh, this is a sidebar, but he said, uh, I don't know what his status is. I know he's out. Shake is nowhere near playing. He'll be out for a while. I think you know what his status is then. Um, what do you guys think? So then the other, uh, I believe only a few guys talked today. Uh, Matisse talked. Um, uh, Tobias talked. Furkan talked. Tobias had, I think, the most sort of uh, telling quotes about this. Um, I'm going to pull them up. But in the meantime, what did you guys think of the sort of reactions and the vibe around Ben being back at practice, Dan? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems like it was weird, right? Like, no one said it wasn't. I think the only person who really seems happy to see him is Furkan. Yes, uh, Furkan is overjoyed. Yeah, um, He's just a gem of a human, though. So here's what, uh, what Tobias said. This is via Rich Hoffman, and then Dan, you keep going. He said, we got an opening to our season coming up. Truth be told, that's honestly where our focus is. We're grown men here. This is not middle school, seventh grade, eighth grade. Oh, you did this to me. You did this. Nah. As soon as we step on that floor, it's just basketball. And honestly, that's the way it should be. We're here for one thing. That's to be the best team we can be and compete. Get better as a group. So all the energy and this or that, the vibe was what it was. Was it perfect? No but we're here to do a job and that's to win basketball games. So we put our big boy pants on the floor. They put their pants on the floor. Okay. I don't and, think you meant to say it like that. Yeah. And we get on the, and we get on the, so they put the pants on the floor and then we get on the floor <laughs> and we do what we do. Okay. I mean, it's their business. Um, so Dan, uh, any reaction to that, that Tobias sort of melancholy, I don't think Tobias is playing the game right now in terms of like saying all the nice things about Ben. He did not seem like, thank God we got our star player back. No, no one really seemed like that. Even Furcom was just like, I like him. I'm happy to see him. Um, no one else really said anything like that. No one said, you know, oh, there's no hard feelings. I'm happy to see him. Tobias' quote was basically like, there are hard feelings, but we don't let it get in the way because we have a job to do. Um, the fact like oh it wasn't perfect and um the the whole like oh like you did this to me like saying he did something he did something to me like I'm not I mean saying like people are not happy with him um I just think it's it's weird I'm I'm sure it's it's weird there um but like it's why I haven't wanted this like, Matisse Thibel who truly would not hurt a fly and has never said a mean word about anyone uh, they asked him, uh, he said that he, or this is Tom Moore. Tom Moore said Matisse Eibel has little to say about Ben Simmons' return. Quote, I live in my world. So, okay, great. Good to see you, Ben. Like, um, I do understand that our view on this podcast is uh, leaning to, like, when I see these quotes, I interpret them through the way I'd like to interpret them. You know what I mean? Um, but I also don't think we're making that up. You know, I think that Joel's quotes about how disrespectful it was and sort of like putting down the art artifice of saying all the right things was probably representative of a lot of guys on the team. Um, Emily, what did I you mean, think of- no, Sorry, I was just gonna say like, the, we, we talk about like what the team wants them to say, right? 
even if even if we like if we interpret it as every everything that they say is nice is coming from them and everything they say is it, it is not like overly nice right we can at least agree the team would not tell them to say something not overly complimentary of them so the fact that they're not you know super complimentary of Ben which I'm sure the team would prefer at least but even some of the little things like there's no way like Daryl was happy to hear Tobias admit that it was weird and that yeah. and the guys feel like Ben did something to them but they're just going to be professional that's not what the Sixers want out there that's no one walking the team's line that is right like that is honest because there's no benefit for the team to have them say that yeah um uh, also Ben did not talk today they said that he's going to talk either Monday or Tuesday, uh, but we, and then I, I think that's when we'll find out if he's actually planning on playing games. Uh, Emily, what's your reaction to Ben's uh, day at practice today? Well, did you see, like we talk about like it being awkward and things. Did you see Doc Rivers's quote of how if Ben addressed the team, Keith had this? We oh. just introduced, like we always do when a new guy comes back or the old guys come back. We jokingly did it. We did oh, it with yeah, Tobias yeah. as well because he's been on vacation and Matisse as well. Hurt. I thought Tobias' knees hurt and Tobias is what? He was like, like Ben's on vacation. I'm taking he's, like, the, he's back from vacation, guys. Isn't it funny? Like, what? They did make it like Ben did not get up in front of the team and say, like, I'm sorry, I, I did you wrong or any of that. That that certainly didn't happen. Oh, anything. so you mean that all those like weird fantasies that people had was like, well, would you forgive Ben if he like, like, what is this? Like, what, what, this this is not real life. Well, the I thing mean, is, in my mind, if if in some dream world Ben ever gets back into the good graces of anyone in this city, he's it's going to require the help of his teammates and to do that he has to like lay down on the sword and be like i was a dick i ruined everything i'm sorry and he right. won't do it like because if he wants to you know get back and play here and do whatever he's gonna need like joel's help on the court to like kind of let him have his lanes and do what he does so that the fans get on his side but to do that he would have to be like i'm sorry i was such an asshole about you in the media and it's not gonna happen and he would have to not want to be traded anymore which that's not happening you know what i mean he also just that. wants to stop getting fined like so you have to start there i mean zach lowe who i really like and i think is super smart but on his podcast he was like um if ben simmons goes sort of on bended knee to the sixers fans and says i was wrong I have a, a mental block about taking jump shots. I'm going to take jump shots. I know I need to be better. I know it was a major part of losing the series against Atlanta. I know, I mean, this is like, okay, if Paul Reed shows up at practice Tuesday and he's 14 feet tall, should he start? Like, it's not happening. Like, we, we can talk about it, but it's not happening. He should definitely start if he's 14 feet tall. See? So, just as likely as uh, as this, this whole thing here. So, um I don't know what's going to happen from here. You know, they opened the season on Wednesday. Uh, reconditioning was the term used for why Ben was out against the Pistons. It's a great um, one. Never heard the that. The fact that he's showing up not in shape should tell you how sorry he feels. Like, I, you know, or or, the, or this is just one of many terms they're about to use. So, that, oh, yeah, you know, this like, like what's a good screwed. What's a good term that's like actually true that they could use that's like also like politically correct. Sucks. Gastroenteritis. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. J Jimmy Butler in uh, Minnesota had general soreness, which I think everybody general really enjoyed. General soreness is a good one. Um, so, I, I, man, I just can't imagine them, because, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't see all this upside in him playing basketball games for either side, because I, like, he doesn't, like, if I'm him and I want to get traded from this team, I'm certainly not going 100%. I'm certainly not getting hurt at, in this team that I don't want to play for. And just knowing the city and knowing the acrimony that he has created, he and his team have intentionally created to try to force Daryl into making a trade. Like, it's going to be bad. Um, but I also don't, like, understand, like, I under I understand the money part of it, that he, does, he doesn't want to get fined and wants to make money but like 
Is there not a way for the front office to be like, you're not hurt. You have to play basketball games. There is. So like, what is then his, like, he's, is, I think he's going to play. That's my question too. It's like he ended his holdout, his holdout so that he would receive his checks so that he would come and receive his checks. I don't understand how him showing up to Philadelphia, the city, but not playing in basketball games would keep him from getting fined. So he doesn't I, I don't have know. to try in games. That's the thing. Like he can, he can walk through practice and walk through games to the point that like, they're just not going to play. It. That's true. But I mean, and I guess like he doesn't really care where he goes as long as it's not here and it would just continue to hurt his trade value and we would continue to get shit. Cause it's just going to tank his trade value. I, not yeah, I, I think that would look even i don't i don't think that he wants to get out there and just sort of throw it out of bounds like but i don't know what their plan is and if you ask doc rivers there is no plan so uh i don't have any idea of what is what would happen. you do if he plays opening night and they inbound the ball and he gets the ball and he just chucks it out of bounds <laughs> i'm telling all you. right first of all he, he doesn't he doesn't have it in him to do that but all i buy respect I, I would respect the hell out of that. I'm telling you, if he takes the ball and throws, <laughs> it, throws it to Section 215 in New Orleans, I'll just – or, I mean, it's even better if it's against the Nets, and he just fires it at Chicky and Pete's. I would love that. I would really. I would this, scream. We, we found I don't know if I, I would, like, scream in delight or horror. It might be both. It would be awesome. It would be really great. All right. Uh, anything else that you guys wanted to say about preseason? Um, I, there wasn't – They the Sixers rested a ton of guys, much like in the NFL. I think NBA teams are taking the preseason very easily. Um, Joel didn't play against the Pistons. Uh, Maxie looked really good. I really like him. Isaiah Joe can't miss a shot. Um, and Isaiah Joe, I think, absolutely has minutes now because Shake is out. Um, for a long Forever. time um, Tobias did say today that his knee is feeling better and it sounds like he'll play uh, Matisse's shoulder is better and it sounds like he'll play any other final preseason thoughts from either of you Emily nothing nope I didn't even watch the game perfect Deb not really I mean I think Joe and Corkmaz were a lot of fun Maxie's cool so uh, I like a lot of the guys on this team and there's one I really don't like, and I hope they trade him for another guy I do like, and then I can like all the guys. So um, that brings us to our sort of season preview here. The season starts officially on Tuesday, but the Sixers start on Wednesday uh, in New Orleans. How are you guys feeling about the Sixers? I'm doing a uh, – I put together a uh, predictions roundtable piece that I forced Dan and Emily to participate in. Um, and the first question I had is how do you feel emotionally about like heading into the season? And I haven't written my stuff yet, but like, I feel strange because I love Joel. And I think any day that we get to watch him is a gift. Um, and everybody else on the team, I think for, for different reasons are great. And like, I'm interested to watch the young guys in, in bigger roles. Um, but if Ben actually plays in basketball games, it will be really hard for me. Also, from a basketball perspective, if they just return the exact same roster that just lost to the Hawks, uh, there's just not much that I'm going to be excited about uh, in a big way because I, I will see their playoff ceiling as exactly that. Um, but I understand the means to an end, like if Ben plays 15 games and then they can trade him, whatever. But it's just a cloud. You know, the guy doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to play in Philadelphia like – I have no incentive as a fan to want to see him because I also think that there will be not necessarily an additive quality to him playing basketball. If all the guys hate him and he's just playing out the string until he can leave. Like I don't, this fantasy of him, like playing excellent, having one of his like annual two week stretches where he's incredible right before he gets traded. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be really ugly, especially at home. Um, so yeah, that, that's where I'm at. Dan, what would you say? Where, where, where are you at going into the year? Yeah, I don't think my heart's fully in it. Like, I'm really excited to watch him be. And I think, you know, watching that Nets game and the, the few minutes in the first quarter MB did play, it was such a reminder of why I love this team so much and why we do this podcast, which is he is the most fun player to watch. And he is so, so, so good. And, like, 
I almost like forgot how good he was. Like I didn't, I knew he was great, but it had been so long and he started doing things that he had been doing last year, but I was like, I was like, whoa, so you know, he can't, he does that. Like that's, yeah. that's why this team, that's why you believe in this team. That's why I think maybe you trade Ben, get a guy who you believe in in the playoffs. Like I could talk myself into this team because Joel yeah. is that good. Like Joel right. is unstoppable. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm really excited to just get to watch him play again. I was so bummed last season when he was hurt. He missed those 10 games. And I was like, I still watch every game, but I was like, I don't really want to see this team. Like, mm-hmm. like the rest of them are, are fun. There's a lot of fun players on the team, but it's just not the same when Joel's not out there. And so I'm really excited to watch him play basketball again. Love him. We all love him. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a cloud hanging over it, which is why I'm not fully into it. I mean, I, I feel like I felt last year, which is like, surely we are looking to trade Ben. You know, yeah. we were last year. Right. We yeah, it's now. It's and it's like, it's like, just show me what the final roster is going to look like. And sadly, last year's final roster did look like what it started with on opening <laughs> day, which is why they weren't good enough. Um, and that team was never going to be good enough. And they, uh, you know, whatever the reason they didn't get hardened, it's a shame. Uh, yeah. And, and this year, you know, unfortunately, a player like that is, I mean, even if you, you know, miracle your way into Dame, he's still worse. But, like, I mean, there's just so few players on James Harden's level. But even a Dame level doesn't seem to be available, and a Beal level doesn't seem to be available. Like, you go down the tiers, Levine is not available. Like, we're, like, talking about McCollum Brogdon right now, who I like and, like, would be happy. Like, I think those, could be, those guys could be the centerpiece of a Ben trade. But we're not talking about getting the elite talent back we were last year. Um, so it is like kind of sub- the one thing is Embiid took the leap. So it's like I'm so I'm so behind now. I didn't know he would do that last year, and I'm like I'm I'm all in on on him and believe he can be the number one and like the the clear number one on a championship team. Like I think your number two and three can be like quite a few rungs below Embiid because he's that mm-hmm. good. Um, if your team is built right, so I, I I believe in him that way, and I. I could talk myself into this team if yeah. we make the big change. Emily, where are you at? Um, a little bit in between both of you, I would say. I'm not like quite as down on it as Dan. It sounds like like I'm not gonna. I'm like an eternal optimist, and I'll be like, they'll figure it out. Like I think, I think this team is still good with or without Ben. I think they've, and like you said, they have Joel as long as Joel's healthy. I think he can carry a lot of the load. Um, he's, I think, the best player in the league. I have already put money on him for MVP this year. I think he's going to just keep taking leaps and really just the sky's the limit for him. Um, and I think a lot of the young guys will, from what I've seen in like preseason, I think they just look a lot better. And I'm excited to see what they do this year. Um, but there is just like this Ben Simmons shaped cloud hanging over the team. And I just want it to be over so that we know what the team that we're going to roll with for the most of the season looks like and like can yeah. move forward from there. I, there's an uncertainty that is uncomfortable, but the guys that I'm pretty certain, well, actually, I don't know outside of Joel who will be around post Ben, but I'm always happy to have Joel on my team. Yeah. Do you guys have any uh, takes or predictions you want to get out there on the record? One, I do think the Dame thing is going to come around. Like, I think that the smoke there was real. And I think that he was saying into microphones that the team's not good enough. And that, like, it's very clear that he doesn't want to be the bad guy in Portland. But I think that that team is very obviously not good enough. And that they'll have, like, a bad few weeks. And then it'll be the thing that Henry Abbott said was going to happen, which is going to be him asking for a trade. So I do, I actually do think that's going to circle around. And I also don't think that, I think that Daryl knows that that is very possible. Um, of course I am choosing to believe that, but that that's how I feel. Um, and yeah, anything else, Emily, any predictions or uh, takes you have? No, you can read your prediction piece for any of my predictions. There you go. Can I, can I spoil one of them? Sure. You have the Sixers third behind mm-hmm. who? The Bucks and the Celtics. Amazing. How about that? Can you, do you want to? Didn't make me that? happy to do it. 
no, no, no. But the Brooklyn being not in there. Oh, because uh, no, they Kevin Durant's probably going to get hurt and Kyrie's not playing. Wow. Flamethrower. I'm not really worried about Brooklyn. Wow. Not without Kyrie. There's not a, they're a big two. They're not a big three. I'm not really concerned. Oh, I still think they're going to kill everybody. I'm scared. They're, yeah, they're, they're still not going to lose. <laughs> so, Dan, Dan, who do you I, They oh, lost sorry, last you, year. They did. Yeah, they, but they only had one and a quarter players last year. <laughs> Dan, any uh, predictions or uh, opinions you want to get out there? Um, I just, I felt like last year I had, I had some, and they were mostly James Harden related. I was like, he's good. Mm-hmm. I, my, my two last year, I was on, I was on Dan and Sean's pod uh, last year before the season. And my two, uh, my two predictions were that Giannis would sign an extension. Uh, and that was when there was a lot of speculation he might leave if they mm-hmm. weren't good. Uh, they won the title anyway, but he did it extend early in the season. And then, I said that James Harden was going to be a six or two weeks into the season. He did get traded two weeks into the season, but it was not close. Um, This year, I really don't know. I don't, I don't know about the Dame thing. I don't really see him asking out. I really never, or not this year, not right now. I think um, I just, I don't think he's the type of person to do it during the season, at least. I could be wrong. I, mean, I don't know that much about him. Just the vibe I get. Um, I don't, I mean, the other, I think, you know, Beal is staying because I think he gets more money if he signs that Supermax and he's just going to do it. Um, I think you know, Levine will probably extend. I think you know, even some of like the, the really, the guys you like really hope about, like what if, what if Golden State like sucks again? Like what if like, but if they come out and like you know, Clay Clay gets hurt or something like that, like Clay is already hurt, he's not playing to start the year. But like if they're just coming out and they're like an eight seed again, and Clay comes back and they're not winning more games and he doesn't look the same, I still don't think I see Curry asking out. And I think that's that's obviously the big one you hope for because he's mm. the best player of any of them by quite a bit. Um, I just, which makes me think. You know, maybe Ben will just be here, uh, which is part of the reason I'm not super excited. I, that's not a, and I'm still not even sure he'll play. You know what I mean? Like I could even see him like sitting till like with some BS until the all-star break and the trade deadline. And then it's like, oh, they didn't trade me at the deadline. I might as well just show up and half-ass it again and try again. It's off season. I don't know. I could see, I could see that happening. I, it's, I just, the deals I would make, I think, are like for the most part on the table, and Daryl doesn't want to make them. Uh, now I do think it's possible that like we get to the trade deadline, none of those guys have asked out. Ben's value is dropping because he's like not trying, and Daryl says, "Okay, well, we knew these packages would still be here. We knew Brogdon and a couple exactly. would still be here. Let's revisit that. That's looking better now that nothing else materialized." And maybe he gets traded around that. Maybe that happens in January or February. Um, so maybe that's my prediction, is that is that January, February, sometime closer to the deadline, none of the big fish are available. And, <clears throat> and Ben is not giving the Sixers a reason to want him around on purpose. And Daryl says, well, let's revisit these other offers. They're still there. And they get like, McCollum, Levert, and a pick, or um, or CJ and a couple picks, or something like that. Right. Um. All right. So we're gonna go to a break here, friends. Go to a break. When we come back, you will get the official rankings of the Sixers' handsomeness from sixteen to one. Uh, right after this break and we'll break it down for you after this. Here you go. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, time for the handsomes. Soon I'm gonna turn it over to Emily. I just want to put it out there. We do this every year, we've done it last year. That's it, That's we do it annually. And we are grading the handsomeness, we're ranking the handsomeness of each member of the Sixers roster. Uh, in this exercise, we have granted Ben Simmons his wish. He is no longer a Sixer, so he is ineligible. Um, ben did win the handsome rankings last year. Um, He's willing to give of, that up. For yeah, this, and who so. was the only one who didn't vote him first? Mm. Mm, I knew. I mean, I voted him second. He's very handsome. <laughs> well, and it is part of his uh, resume that people always tell you. They go second for defensive player of the year, the all-star games, the handsome rankings. Yeah. So <laughs> let's see. I'm, now, Dan and I have no idea. Emily compiles these. I don't know. Emily has a special application on her computer where she – puts different handsomeness in called a, excel <laughs> so we dan and he i at them. a high level emily makes her own rankings and then it averages out the the totals and so dan and i do not know the results and you can just go in descending order and i guess you can give names and then if we have a something we'd like to say or whatever we can open the floor for questioning all up to you great So I'm just going to preface these rankings. We have two positions that are tied. We have ties. um, So we can make an official decision together if you want. So we get definitive rankings. Um, And I think that they just go to show that we, that like personality goes into handsomeness a lot with us. It takes a lot. It takes a lot for like, you know, a new guy to get up in our rankings. We like, we like the old heads here. So. Hmm. I don't know. I loved Isaiah Joe right away. I feel like it's true. Well, you had him the highest. I don't, know, the three I don't know about, I just don't know about the new guys. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. So in 16th, we have Grant Riller. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I had him 16th. Yeah. I had, I had him 15th. You had him 14th, Steve. 14th. Oh, I forgot. Right. Because Steve forgot to put Tobias on his list. Yeah. Just going to put that out Wait, there. And I had to awful? text him today and be like, you're missing someone. <laughs> I, I did it. And I was like, why do I only have 15? And I was like, I forgot Joel. That's so funny. It's bad. <laughs> the Sixers without Joel. All right. So Terrible idea. Bad news for Grant Riller. Tough. Yeah. All right. Number 15. The baby on the team, Jaden Springer. Not a handsome guy. Just too young. He no, hasn't grown think, in, he hasn't grown into it yet, I don't think. I, I'm just gonna put this out there. They're all handsome. All right. So so it, we're not going from not handsome to handsome. <laughs> Grant Riller is the 16th most handsome of a handsome group of 16 men. We're not here to criticize. Participation trophy Volpone over there. I mean, come on, snowflake <laughs> generation. Jeez. <laughs> i can't relate i'm gen z gen z all right who's next all right next we have aaron henry yeah dan had him really high dan had him ninth really high ninth what he's a he's a a fairly handsome man i had him 15 wow nine okay listen different strokes uh next we have danny green hmm. yeah yep. cool tattoo. i have to say it hurts it hurts his handsomeness that he's got like raptors and lakers tattoos on him i'm not into it <laughs> wait till you leave the nba to get those friend who had danny green the highest uh me and you both had him 12 and then Dan Dan brought him down. Okay. So, all right. Great. These next two are tied. So we have to decide 
who is 11 and who is 12. Okay. So mm-hmm. we have Seth Curry and Charles Bassey. Hmm. I'm okay with ties. So I don't feel like I need to be the decider. I'll leave it up to you guys. I mean, on my thing, I had Seth higher than Bassey by two spots. Well, Emily, what did you have? I had Bassey higher than Seth by three spots. Ooh, Dan Tybringer. And- Sorry, it's up to you. I don't, I don't remember. Dan had Seth higher than Bassey. So I guess we go. We go. Bassey, Bassey 12, Seth. Seth 11. Wait, we're saying no. higher as in worse yeah. or better? Like higher. Better? Like you had him 13th. So you had Seth 13th and Bassey 14th. So like higher. Uh, higher towards the, well, the top. The, yeah, yes. I see. Yes. Okay. So we're going Bassey. <laughs> I'm just making a, a list so we can, you know, just read through it. We should have done the ad break like halfway through these rankings to get so like, to yeah. tune the in. The anticipation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We right. should have like held the top the three now. for next week just so people can wait a whole <laughs> week to find out. Do you want to do an ad and it's me just like rambling for 30 yeah. seconds? Let me see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I have a quick question. Do we have, so we have last year's rankings, right? So we can see who rose and, and fell. Do we? Did I save them? It's a great oh, question. oh, I didn't know if we had them anywhere. All right, forget it then. So, you know what? That's if you're listening and you really care and you just have nothing better to do for an hour, find that pod, that pod. Let us know. Let us that know. Would be, yeah. That would actually be really nice of you if you did that. It I would. would appreciate yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. I saved these ones for next year, just so you know. And I now have a file that Perfect. has like our, our, uh, these and our, yeah. So. All right, next, Andre Drummond. Which number is this? Ten. This is ten. Yeah. Very nice smile as I re- as I reviewed his Google images. Very nice smile. I also think he has a cool look. Like I like mm-hmm. like the nose ring. I think he looks very cool. Yeah, I agree. Also tall. Tall, definitely tall. They're all taller. <laughs> <laughs> he just seems taller. I don't know um all right next friend of the podcast paul reed i bet i had him highest of the three of us did i you did not i did what did you have him at seven. Oh, i had him at eight mm-hmm. where do i have him 10 okay okay and we have nice. so he's at nine so he's at nine yeah okay right. nice looking man all right the next <laughs> two why are you laughing? What a ridiculous podcast we do. How, <laughs> how, how fucking stupid is this? All right. All right. Then we have our, our next tie. And mm-hmm. I actually feel really strongly about this one. But oh, maybe Dan wait. does too. So. No, you can have it. I don't care. That You've just ruined all the fun. No, we can fight a few on. I'll, I'll, I'll care. I'll care. All right. So the tie is between Furcon Korkmaz and George Niang. Oh, both very handsome, but I had Niang higher. You did. You had Niang at four. Yeah. Very high. He's a very handsome man. Okay. So I had Niang at seven, mm-hmm. but I had Furkan at nine. Yeah. Emily, mm-hmm. you really think that Furkan is better looking, don't you? Yeah. Did you see him in that video with the chain uh, and the, and the, the video can, did it. You can't can watch that video and not think he's so handsome. Can we make a compromise? I'll say, for now, Yang is higher. But once Furkan gets a haircut, he jumps him. You don't like Furkan's hair? It's too long. These aren't fluid rankings, Dan. These are done Here's, once a year. <laughs> I liked it better last year. Here's the deal. Furkan is more slender than Yang. Furkan seems to have um more of a bubbly personality certainly than than yeah Furkan's been doing some fun stuff with Lauren Rosen friend of the podcast soon these are all things that make someone more handsome I agree um but Niang if you just take his fucking face right you just take his face I think it's probably a more classically handsome face don't we have say does anybody have a coin no I haven't made money since my bar bar mitzvah, so I don't. Know. I just have I have nothing near me. I have. I might have a coin. All right, Dan's gonna get a coin. Let me try this. This will decide it. Emily, on the Furcon side, 
do you choose head or tails heads oh. or tails i want it to be like the dan doesn't know this show because he's a child but that episode of friends where joey's like um i pick heads because ducks have heads but like ducks also have tails so it doesn't make it never watched it me never never got into it you're a seinfeld person aren't you no never watched that either what i was watching nick at night so i was watching cheers i was watching excuse me the cosby show we didn't know back then i was watching um uh mad about you paul reiser you know i've always been an old man oh I've seen Friends many times. It was always on TBS for two hours. When I got home from school, I watched it every day. I've seen Friends. I've seen every episode of Friends multiple times. All right, Emily, call it. Okay, I'm going to pick Tails. You're going to pick Tails? All right, here it is. This is he great drop podcasting. The floor. He's Tails. Tails. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations, Furkan Korkma. So, Furkan, Furkan nine? come on the pod. I've made you more handsome. Is he nine? Um, oh. he is seven. Oh, he's seven. Okay. Yeah. Paul was nine. Yang's eight. Furkan seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. To to the top six now. To the top six. And we one have... of Dan's top six is already out. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. One of yeah. Dan's That's top right. six is already out. All right. At number six, we have nowhere close to playing Shake Milton. Mm. you know i had him really really high last year um this year i had him at six um still very good looking i mean what we're 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 hitting the cream of the crop right here because this is we're at the top <laughs> we're at the top of the list we really are what is Sorry, <laughs> right. i'm Oh, I'm trying to find last year's thing. And I just had something saved book one. And I was like, that's something I would have saved as this for last year. I'll find it. All right. And number five, we have Tobias Harris. That's where I had him. Dan, where did you? I think where I had Dan, have him. Dan had him six. Okay. I had him four. So he's right in the middle. Right in the middle. Really good looking guy. Really? Just, yeah. All right, this is a this is an interesting one. The next one, at number four, Isaiah Joe. What was wrong with you guys? That's Dan's number one. Yeah, both ears. He's very and handsome. went back to back with Isaiah Joe. Um, wow, Emily, where did you have him? Nine. Oh, <laughs> oh, ten. Ouch! Ouch! Nine. Holy shit, he's barely a single digit for Emily. Emily, is it the turtleneck? What what is it about Isaiah Joe that um I think Isaiah I think he needs to like groom up a little bit. The like hmm. beard's a little all over the place. I just think he needs to like rein it in a little bit and like get some like tighten it up. You know, you know, I, I think that he's really handsome, but I don't think he is as magnetic as our top three. That's how I feel. Fair. Yeah. I agree. Like that. Uh, you guys that... are going to change your mind when he's in the rotation. Phenomenal. <laughs> oh, I'm happy for that. But just like, you know, like that press conference. And I was like, I would die for Tyrese Maxey when he was just talking about Isaiah yeah. Joe and Isaiah was just sitting there and Tyrese was just like dazzling us. It's just, this, yeah. you know, you can't help it. All right. So top three, here we go. All right. And number three. Joel Embiid. Okay. I think I okay. four, five. Dan had him five. I, five. I have to say, I was so close to putting him at number one. I it's hard not to. But it's hard to separate that for how much I actually love him in my regular life. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he's really good looking. I think he has a great smile. Um, and obviously very well built gentleman. Um, who had him the lowest? Dan four five five and then who what did you have him at one or no i had him at three okay yeah i had him at two all right so that's number three so now the two if you're scoring at home the two sixers left tyrese maxi matisse thibel mm-hmm. um two young bucks two young bucks two very handsome men with dazzling smiles both of them emily i think it's time for you to go ahead and reveal this year's 
gastroenteritis blues most handsome sixer this year's i have to drop should i drum roll it i think so this year's most handsome sixer is bronze medalist matisse Seibel. ah congratulations matisse wow so tyrese comes in too mm-hmm. matisse was my number one was he your number one he was my number two and he was dan's number two wow maxi so was my number one i will I really be interested three. Mm-hmm. you and steve both had maxi three hmm. i'll be very interested to see how they you know they either rose or fell of course ben fell completely off the list but how how they rose or fell from year to year yeah i gotta find it i'll find it congratulations to matisse theibel um Come on the podcast to collect your prize. I feel like he has to come on now. If Matisse comes on the podcast, like I will get a plaque made for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the thing is, you know, like a belt, like a wrestling belt, maybe whatever he wants. Like Ben won last year. He was never coming on. Matisse, like we think about Matisse. He, like, conceivably, like, he wouldn't even be like, we couldn't even have Ben on as a guest. Like, that would be like, like, that'd be very two-faced of us. Yes. No, we're, we're very pro-Matisse podcast. Um, I think he, it would be great. Honestly, he should come on and accept his award, really, which is the plaque that we have just decided we're getting him right now. <laughs> um, all right. So I believe the last thing for us to do um, is to reignite what we did last year. Now, you can put this in the same Excel, even, Emily. It is. Um, we we pick the games every week for how many games the Sixers will win and lose. And as this is the first week of the NBA season, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're only going to do this on the Sundays or Mondays, you know, so that that's how we'll do them. We won't update them in the middle of the week with our pods. So the games this week, the Sixers play at New Orleans on Wednesday, home against Brooklyn on Friday, and then at Oklahoma City on Sunday. Um, Emily, you're up first. I'm going three wins. Oh, I love it. How fun. Dan. Shameless homerism. Can't help it. Okay. The games are at New Orleans on Wednesday, home Mm -hmm. against Brooklyn on Friday, at Oklahoma City on Sunday. Okay. We're going to win in New Orleans. Yeah, Zion, by the way, Zion not playing. He's out a couple of weeks. That's a that's a, the only time we would ever lose in New Orleans would be on Emily's <laughs> wedding. And she's not getting married on Wednesday. So I think it's it's fine. That's We're okay. not playing on the day of my second wedding, so it's okay. All right, so you can spare us that loss, thanks. <laughs> um, let's see. Nets at Sixers, Friday night. I Aren't you going? No, I'm probably not now. But okay. that's a that's a game where I'll be I should be studying and I'll just be watching the game because I have an exam coming up right after that. I think that is probably a loss. I just think we don't even know if Ben is playing. Um, they're really good still, even without Kyrie. Um, I'll say that's that's probably no three and zero. Yeah. Yeah. I will say we're not going to have any differences here. I'm going to go three and oh, I think that wow. juice, the juice and in, in opening night at Wells Fargo center. Now this all gets out of whack. If Ben's there and they're booing one of the lead ball handlers on the home team all game, that's going to be an interesting well, then thing. That's just chaos. But did you see the pictures from practice? Ben's with the 13. Yes. Thank God. So yeah, Ben and B-ball. How funny would it be if he like comes off the bench and like, he in like garbage minutes. No, he would he would throw it. It's like Jaden Springer, Ben. <laughs> I would so yeah, I think that New Orleans and Oklahoma City are wins. And I think that even though like Oklahoma City could absolutely be a Sixers loss at, at on the road on a Sunday, they could lose that game. Um, but I think that the arena will be really pumped and Joel will get up for that game and it'll be it's national TV. I think they're on ESPN. Um uh, I think that'll be a big win and and have people feeling good. So 
we'll see uh we'll see what happens guys anything else uh for our last podcast before the season starts then by the way our next podcast will be wednesday after the opener anything else oh. friends mm, congrats to chicago sky for winning the WNBA yes. title yes congrats dan congrats. Anything? No. um no go sixers Best of luck to Michelle Young, who starts her bachelorette season this week. Oh, yeah. Um, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. Um, and, yeah, thank you to everybody who listens to this, who has made it this far. Uh, maybe sometime tomorrow night, uh, Emily, we can put out our official rankings so that people can read them and weep, and we, we can send one each to the players. Um, regretfully grant riddler here some bad news i know you i know your knee hurts but here's another thing you know (laughs) needs improvement um (laughs) i think that's it uh we're in for another year we really appreciate anybody who listens subscribe to uh our feed the gastro blues feed um uh follow dan on twitter at gastro blues pod emily hit him with it third and girl with underscores on both sides of the and yep steve j Littman and um dan i'd like you to say the closing catchphrase wow big honor here all right be safe and be great how about it way better when he does it goodbye <laughs>